strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and we are live just a few minutes early just because we can. We're going to talk about marketing strategies this morning. So if you are a business owner, um, somebody who might be stuck in their social media or is looking to uh, maybe kickstart something or upgrade something, um, or if you're a marketer and you've been tasked with um, creating some strategies, content strategy, marketing strategy, social media strategy, this is the podcast, the live show for you. So before I introduce you to today's guest, who is an expert, um, I want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, who is Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. Go check them out. Without much further ado, I want to welcome you this morning to my guest, Melanie Boylan. She's joining us from Ireland, which is very excited, <laughs> exciting. Um, Melanie, you and I met at Social Media Marketing World um, earlier this year, right? Yeah, we did. It was a fantastic event. Yeah, it was so fun. So uh, you and I both know a lot about strategy, so this should be a fun session. But before we get started and we ask the first question, I just want everybody that's listening, everybody that's watching to know who you are. Melanie Boylan is a social media advocate and mentor um, who has branched out into various forms of communication since she founded Stomp Social Media Training. In her role as tech and event journalist, with Iris Tech News, she has niched in space, science, STEM, sustainability, startups, and social media. Those are all S's. I just love the alliteration here. You'll find Melanie's written podcast content uh, and podcast content on Startup Mindset, uh, What's What.ie, Women's Inspire Network, and many other publications. In 2020, Melanie and her good friend Esther started the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. I have had a lot of guests on lately who have their own podcast, and I love it because podcast host usually makes amazing guests. So if you're watching this live with us, let us know where you're joining us from and make sure you stay here. Uh, Melanie, let's talk about marketing strategies. Who needs one and when do you need it? Well, for a start, literally everybody could really do with a marketing strategy. Not not everybody wants to apply one straight away. And I do understand that there's a, a huge amount of overwhelm when people first start. But as time goes on, you realize without a marketing strategy, you're just not going to see any real results. You're always going to see results because you've got enthusiasm and passion and, and interest um, and you're a novelty and all that sort of thing. But once that's gone, you kind of need to muster up some real attention a different way. And that's why a marketing strategy is so vital. Okay. And when in what part of the business journey uh, would it be great to hire somebody to create a strategy for you? Well, that is actually very dependent. Um, it depends on who you're asking. 
I personally think I would have done really well with a virtual assistant in the first year because I was trying to do too much. Yeah. Personally. Mm-hmm. But then the others, uh, they they really do need to, you know, make their own mistakes right from the beginning. And maybe year two, if you haven't really got somebody by year two, you're not going to make any real money by year three. Okay. All right. That's, that's a good, that's a good, um, that's a good measure, I guess. So I, well, we were in the green room earlier, um, this morning, we were talking about a framework, right? A marketing yes. strategy framework. Can you tell those, um, uh, you know, people that are listening or watching, what is the framework that you use? And, and we're going to assume that who, those of you who are watching and listening are sort of familiar with a lot of the, um, bigger idea of what a strategy does. So we're not going to explain what a marketing strategy does, but um, what is the framework that you use when you work with your clients, Melanie? Well, on the basis that um, you who are listening and watching today already understand customer avatars, customer journey, yada, yada, yada. Um, What we're more worried about now is GSD, Golf Sierra Delta. Okay. Just in case you might think it's an F. (laughs) So, GSD. And that would be for goals, SWOT, and diary. And I know there's some of you really going, SWOT, seriously? How old are you? (laughs) And the reason why I think SWOT's so important is because there's a part of you that you never really work on unless you see what it is that you're missing. Um, I do a SWOT every six months. I did one in June, okay, so June and January. And that helps me follow up on people, it helps me um, upskill myself if I need it, for instance. Earlier on this year, um, as I'm sure you're all aware, all your listeners are aware, uh, Google Analytics changed and they gave us a good year's notice. And I had a good, pretty good understanding of uh, Universal Analytics, but I knew that GA4 was sort of melting my mind slightly. Um, And so that went on to my SWAT in January. And I ended up finding somebody who could train me in it. So I paid for their time, you know, did some workbooks and some Zoom calls with them. And I've come out the other side. But without that planning and that project management, which is ultimately what a marketing strategy is, I don't think it would have ever been done. It would have been lost among all the other millions of little jobs that certainly a sole trade or even a small business would struggle to get done. All right. I love that idea. So it's basically a plan. So you assure that you do the things that need to get done. Can you explain to those who are watching, listening, what you, what, what SWAT is, Um, you know, there's some people who might know and others might not. And I just do want to quick shout out. I see Hope is here live with us, and then Harvey is here as well. Um, so uh, just want to make sure you know we have some live viewers, listeners. So let's dive into that SWAT a little bit. We don't have to go too deep, too no, deep no. but um, what does it stand for and how does it help you? Because I'm hearing what you just said about you know Ju- January and June. That makes so much sense. The bigger It's the bigger view, right? That's what we want with a strategy. It's instead of just being busy with the busy work right here this week or this month, you're looking at the bigger picture. Well, that's the only way an actual strategy will work. And whether it's a marketing or a business or a content strategy, they all work the same way. So 
SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, um, threats, and opportunities. So strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And what that's helping you do is look internally and externally at to what's going to be impacting or likely to impact your business. And as part of a SWOT, I would also tell people to go through a seasonality chart as well. And for new businesses, you'd unfortunately, you'd have to speculate how that would work. But for a lot of businesses, that would, like we're particularly targeting today, Doreen, um, you've already got a year or two, maybe even more, of, of some idea of what your audience is like or where you're currently at, at least. And my suggestion to you is to, is to do a seasonality chart. Now, obviously, outside and inside influences are going to be impacting what's happening, you know, what interest there is. Maybe you've launched a new product or you've got a new member of staff. Or maybe you've lost a member of staff or you've moved location. I mean, that makes a huge difference to your, to your business as well. So bearing in all this in mind, I think the only way to really fully appreciate is if you can pontificate as to what your audience might be doing, what they did do in the past, and what they're likely to do if you give them the right material or the right incentive. And that helps you build a seasonality chart. Um, so literally, we've moved straight to the middle of the GSD here, but obviously it works with goals first and foremost. And we, again, we were talking before we started today about goals and where people struggle with goals. Goals is a horrible thing to say to a business owner. It really is, um, as a social media manager, because they're like, well, I just want to make money and I want, you know, more presence online. And yeah, but why? Right, right. Well, actually, we were talking in the green room. I recently did a poll on LinkedIn where I asked all my audience um, to see who they thought to set the goals. One yeah. of the reasons I asked the question is because I've been contributing to LinkedIn collaborative articles and it's AI generated, which we have mm -hmm. somebody um, watching that that's talking about AI and wants to know about chat GPT. So we can maybe go in there in just a second. But these AI generated articles, every single one starts with, you know, this is targeted marketers start with your goal. And my question is, you know, who sets the goals? A marketing strategy, you're most likely directly working with the C-suite. But as a social media strategist, often you're hired by a marketing team and you don't necessarily have access to the C-suite. But who should set the goals? How is it all related? Because if your goal is, well, I just want more likes, does that translate to a business goal of more sales, right? Mm -hmm. So what is your take on, on, on goal setting? Who should set the goals? How should we set them? Who should we talk to? Because mm -hmm. I think this is really an important piece of this strategy, that if you set the wrong goals, <laughs> you're not going to get to the finish line, right? You're not mm -hmm. going to be successful. So Melanie, what's your take on that? This, in my opinion, believe it or not, starts from basics again in your mission and your vision statement. Mm. The whole basis of your business is set up to resolve a pain point, okay? And if you don't have a mission and vision statement, get one. Because if you don't know where the heck you're going, you don't know where your audience wants to go. Um, and the whole point of a mission, a mission and vision statement is it helps you understand what you're aiming for. Um, the whole point of goals is project management. 
even down to, let's say you're a builder or a painter and you've already got one van, but you want a second van, you know, from a new member of staff. So you've got the new member of staff, but there's still two in the one van. You want a second van. So you have to make a project management for let's set aside some money. Let's get some quotes um, to get insurance. Let's um, get some quotes to get the paint wrap around and that sort of stuff. So this is all project management. But if you don't know why you want that van and why you want to have it wrapped in the first place, then you can't justify it financially or or literally in part of your mission, if you like. So I know this may sound terribly basic, but I think sometimes we're trying, especially as marketers, we're all trying to find clever ways to stand out. But we don't have to. We just need to speak sense. And we need to make it as simple. Yeah, we just need to make it as simple and as sincere and as helpful as possible. I'd love to make loads of money, Doreen. I'd love to be world famous. I'd love to travel the world. I'd love to do all of that. But that's what I want. Okay. And the minute I start talking about me and my business, nobody cares. But if I translate as much information that's useful and helpful and sincere then more people will talk about me more people will want to hear from me and all I've ever wanted to do is empower the business owner to manage their own social media that's that's I love what you just said right so um if you're watching if you're listening this is so good we are really the service providers and yes in order to get more business, sometimes we feel like we have to have this personal brand and we have to be seen, we have to do all those things. But if you start with the idea of providing as much value, yeah. you know, solving the pain points of your um, ideal client, starting with the mission and the vision statement, as Melanie just said. Melanie, I did not realize you and I were so aligned. I, on my <laughs> blog, have several, what is a mission statement? What is a vision statement? Because as I was working with clients, I realized a lot of them don't have that. Mm. And as you were talking, if there's anybody out there who's a runner, give me a thumbs up. You know, I'm a marathon runner. And if I don't, if, if, if I sign up for a marathon, I need to do all the work to get there, but that's my strategy, right? My strategy is to sign up. I know where I wanna go, that's my goal. But then I have to do all the work in between. If I skip a bunch of runs or I just skip a whole week of running, I'm never gonna get there. But at the same time, if I say I wanna run a marathon and just start running every day, but don't have a sign up, I'm never gonna get to the goal because I don't know when I'm gonna run the marathon. So why would I push hard? Because I could do the marathon in five years. So there is no, so I love that we have this strategy will give us these goals, a deadline, project management, ways to get there and break it up into smaller pieces. So um, we're very much aligned on all of that. And so we're talking about building a marketing strategy. You had GSD and I love that you actually said get shit done, which you, you were nice. You didn't <laughs> I didn't say that. that you did not. I did that. I did that. <laughs> But that's what it is, right? <laughs> Just get it done. So we talked about um, the goals and the SWAT. So what is the D, the diary? And I think yeah. for those who are in uh, the U.S. diary, we more think of 
um, of a place like a personal journal, but you mean more of what a diary to you is like a daily planner to do list. Basically. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, it would be for a daily planner for me. Um, now there's lots of different ways you can do daily planners. Some people like the literal book. Um, and I do have one. Oh. And I love this marketing planner that I've got here. Oh my God. I'm so happy with it. It's the best planner in the world. Um, and it's for some people, it's something tangible, but the, mm -hmm. the downside to that is, is I work from two locations. I have a home office and an office office and nine times out of 10, I'll forget to bring it with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so what I do is, um, I would advocate to go for one of the free diaries or calendars if you like mm -hmm. and I use Google Calendar which um, as I'm sure your listeners are aware that's accessible on your phone as well as on your laptop and on your tablet and, and everywhere else and it's free it doesn't cost you a cent um, so by using that and you know if, if somebody says to you I would like to um, follow up with you in a week's time don't just leave it at that diary it yeah have I heard back from this person Right. So you're basically, you're saying you have to document everything. Yes. Yes. And document it as you're, you have to have a system in place and that makes yes. a lot of sense. Yeah. I, um, I don't have an official one, but I have a, I have a notebook that I have next to my desk and everything. When I have meetings, I have my notebook, I make notes. And then as soon as the meeting is over, I transfer everything electronically. Um, I used to have everything only in the office and I love um, my sticky notes. I don't know if yeah. you work with these, but the problem was I had a coach who said, well, what are you going to do when you travel? Are you going to bring all your sticky notes that are on the wall? So I also went to a more online mm. system for all of this because you need to have an online system in case you're traveling and you have two offices and I sometimes travel and yeah, you need to be able to access um, your diary, your planner um, online. So let's talk a little bit more about marketing strategy for those who are listening, for those who are watching. So now you've got your GSD, your goals, your SWOT, your diary. How do you work a plan, Melanie? And who do you need? Do you need just yourself? Do you need a partner? Do you need an accountability partner? Do you need a data, data analyst? How do you work a marketing strategy plan once you have it? Yeah, no, this is actually a really good question. Now, I am a sole trader and I, I know a large amount of certainly the people that listen to my podcast with Esther would be sole traders as well. And so the way we've managed to make this work um, for brand stomp is project management again. So I use HubSpot. Um, I've got the paid for plan, not not the the god spot of HubSpot, but, <laughs> but the low paid one. Yeah. Okay. So I use that. Um, and that helps me understand. So, because I, I do have the intention in the not too distant future of getting a member of staff. So that, that means that they can come in and look at any time and see what the previous history was with that particular client. And it also helps me better understand without reams of paper, how many clients I've had per week, per month, per quarter, per year. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to get on, on top of my analytics better. I also use Asana. 
-hmm. which is and there's lots of different project management tools out there monday.com and, and others but i use asana again just a free version for this one and on there i've got my website designer my accountant my virtual assistant and me and anybody i work with anytime i collaborate with somebody um i add them onto my asana and that way we can keep each other accountable and, and they, they assign work to me as much as I assign work back to them. Um, and then on top of that, I also use, um, just trying to think of all the names of them now. Um, so I use uh, Post Planner as well. Mm -hmm. This is a, another great tool and a paid for tool. It's a little bit on the pricey side, I, have, I won't lie. Um, but I tend to do the annual payment for that one. It makes it a little bit cheaper. And that helps me find other people's content because, as you know, Doreen, you shouldn't always be posting about yourself because, yeah. let's face it, none of us are that interesting. Um, and, you know, between that and um, just sort of WhatsApp and Messenger and that sort of stuff, staying in touch with people, I, I pretty much manifest all of my workload through these through these platforms uh, and over over the years including um other sort of scheduling platforms you've got meta business suite and now you know linkedin does scheduling there as well um so I, where possible i try to use the native you know native way of doing things and of course x has now forced us to use just native because it doesn't seem to work for anybody else now um so you know it's it's trying to get your head around all of this and then trying to share the workload where I can. And um, with my virtual assistant, she's just amazing. Um, and she's been a, a core part of my team for like three years now. Mm -hmm. So it's understanding your limitations. It's understanding, okay. you know, I mean, I had a fairly significant loss to my family last year and I was kind of not present mentally, physically, emotionally, in any shape or form for a month. And my VA, absolute lifesaver, okay. absolute lifesaver. So understanding that life happens and having all these um, things in place and most vitally, and you did mention it, and I'm leaving it till last, the accountability system. I have actually two accountability buddies. I, I get, I need a lot of accountability apparently. Um, but these two accountability buddies have been an absolute life-changing um, thing for me. I've had um, accountability buddies for about five years. I've had these two, one for six months and another one for just well, nearly 18 months now. And it's given me somebody to bounce ideas off with. It's somebody who's, I mean, I, everybody gets imposter syndrome occasionally, even I. I'm sure you do as well, Doreen. Um, and so it's really nice to have somebody there to say, look, you can do this. You are doing well. Um, don't give up. <laughs> um, and we all do it. Ten years in, I'm still doing it. Right. Right. So no, that, ma that makes, a, really that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So once you have a strategy, start implementing it, um, have accountability partners. I'm hearing you say, make sure that you have systems in place. Um, so you know, your if you know your long range goals and you with your team can set the shorter goals and get yeah. moving through it. Um, that's really what we're looking for, right? You just got to have movement and movement forward to 
a finish line, whether that's the next time you're going to look at it for you, probably be January and look at your marketing strategy again um, for the next six months and you just move forward. Um, if you're listening, if you're watching, it's very important to have specific goals. I think we didn't really talk about that, uh, but it's easy to say when I work with somebody, Melanie, and I'm sure you've heard this. I'm like, what's your goal? You actually mentioned that. And it's like, well, I just want more sales. So what I have is actually a list of very specific goals I use as an example to clients when I work with them. I said, well, would you like more book sales? Would you like more um, people in your restaurant? Would you like um, to hire for more people? Would you like mm. to increase your overhead? W w you know, like more, not increase your overhead, decrease your overhead. Um, would you like, um, you know, like I get them very specific because those are all goals that be, can be obtained with a business strategy and then a marketing strategy and then a social media strategy, but you've got to work your way down the line. Um, I do want to, before we wrap this up, I do want to address, we have um, Harvey who was in the comments earlier. Um, how does AI jump into marketing strategies? Actually a really great way to, to look at that, right? You might have a marketing strategy in January that you weren't planning to revisit until June, but AI came onto the scene so fast in February and March. How do you adjust? And I think this is a good way to talk about it. How do you adjust for new things coming, and then threads came in, right? For new opportunities, new business opportunities, new work opportunities coming your way when you're working that marketing strategy, Melanie. Well, as social media marketers, we are constantly having to update our knowledge every single month. And there, there is the chance, I haven't particularly niched down, I don't know if you have, Doreen, I'm not known as a Facebook person or a threads person or anything like that. Um, so I've never really niched. And when the threads came on, came out and, you know, all these AI, uh, chat GPT and stuff like that, I didn't put myself out there immediately as an expert. Um, mostly because I didn't want to, mostly because I figured, well, there's plenty of other people out there that already claim they are and are saying they're doing it. Um, I'm just going to plot away and get better at it. And, you know, I don't think you have to embrace absolutely everything immediately. There are people who are launching their businesses today who've never done a live in their, in their life. Okay. You do not need to embrace all of these changes immediately. However, however, when it comes to AI, this is something you are going to have to embrace in order to keep your business alive, I'd say, in the next 18 months, two years. And I, I'm a bit of a purist myself, as you mentioned earlier on. I'm a journalist. I don't use uh, ChatGPT for blogging, and I never will. But I do use it for ideas. So I put in topics and I look up trending stuff and, and I get ideas. Um, and I use it for recipes. And I use it for, you know, when, when should I plant in, you know, what should I plant in September and October and that sort of thing. So I, I, it's not like I don't use it. Um, but I think everybody's so worried about trying to be proficient at so many different things these days, Doreen, frankly, doing a bad job of all of them. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll, I'll applaud to that. That is so true, right? So we all want to jump on the newest thing. And what I hear you say is be aware, keep your finger on the pulse of what's coming, but keep your strategy the same. You might want to change some of your tactics if something exactly. like if something like AI came on the scene and, you know, as marketers, I, I've said this and I've heard people say this over and over. If you're worried about your job, you know, uh, that AI is going to re re replace you, it's not. But it, people who use AI could replace you. And I love that you said 18 months because I'm thinking 18 months to two years as well. If you by then are not proficient in using AI for the things that Melanie said. I use the same thing, ideas. You know, give me five different ways to say this one same thing. I actually use it a lot to mm. upgrade what I am writing personally because mm. English is my second language. So I'll say, oh, hey, That I makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and business owners who want to use it for blogging, by all means do. It's just, I'm a journalist. I'm meant right. to use my own vocabulary. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I use it to um, correct my writing, to maybe use my previous writing, make a different style, ideas, research. Yeah. And just as a caveat, of course, if you're using ChatGPT for research, make sure you verify everything. Because oh, yes. it, it makes up things, which is amazing. But we as marketers can now be faster, um, better, quicker um, with you know, the AI tools that are out there, including images, writing, Canva. Uh, Canva. That's all that. AI. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So be now let's wrap it up, Melanie. Yes. You have a podcast. Um, where can people find you, your podcast, how they can get, how can they get in touch with you if they're in Europe? Um, let's, let's make sure that they know um, to connect with you. Where are you most active on social? I guess the way, well, actually, on a few places, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, now YouTube shorts. I'm having a real laugh there. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of everywhere, but I suppose your best bet is to reach me on LinkedIn. Um, okay. I'll be under Melanie Boylan on, on LinkedIn. Okay. And then your website is stomp.ie? Yep. So www.stomp.ie, S-T-O-M-P. Okay, excellent. Well, um, and your podcast, is it a weekly podcast? It is every Monday morning it goes out. And it's called the, the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. Wonderful. Well, make sure that if you're listening or watching this today to go check out Melanie, connect with her on LinkedIn. Go check out all the wonderful things she's doing. There's lots of training going on. So um, make sure that you um, connect with her. And Hope says, thank you. It was a great discussion. Hope, I always love seeing you in the comments. Thank you so much. Um, Melanie, I will talk to you soon. Um, I will be back next week with another episode of Strategy Talks. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.